Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one open-hearted page of Talmud each day. And today's daf, Nazir 57, well, it starts off a bit weird. Have a listen. With regard to two Nazarites, where one person said to them, I saw one of you become impure, but I do not know which one of you it was. They must each complete their Nazarite chip terms, shave their hair, and both together bring an offering of ritual impurity and an offering of purity, due to the uncertainty. And one of them says to the other, If I am the impure one, the offering of impurity is mine, and the offering of purity is yours. And if I am the pure one, the offering of purity is mine, and the offering of impurity is yours. I mean, really? Wouldn't these dudes know which one of them had become impure and which one didn't? Isn't this a fairly easy problem to resolve? And why are they setting up this elaborate rigmarole involving multiple offerings? As with so many things with the Talmud, there are many answers, including some that are strictly halachic. But reading this passage, I felt incredibly moved by what this passage seems to imply, namely that it is possible for two people to get lost in each other, to become so intertwined in each other's affairs that they genuinely cannot remember who did or said what and when and why. It's a brilliant embodiment of that old adage, kol Israel arevim zebazeh, all of Israel are liable to one another. It's an invitation to live life in precisely this way, so that each of us could easily become so enmeshed in his brother or sister or friend's life that our destinies become the same and our responsibilities all become shared. And to illustrate this point, I want to share one of my favorite Hasidic tales. I might have told it before on the show, but a good Misa deserves hearing again and again and again. And this one in particular rewards a second or third or eighth hearing. So here it goes. Once upon a time, there was a very rich man who really wanted to meet the prophet Elijah. So he came to the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement, and said to him, Now listen here, bub. I keep reading about all these people who had encounters with Elijah. The prophet Elijah, after all, supposedly comes to each one of our houses every year on Passover. So, you know, seems like a dude you could meet. Please, I'm a very wealthy man. I will pay any sum of money. Arrange for me to meet the prophet Elijah. So Baal Shem Tov thinks for a second. Then he nods his head and says, okay. And he jots down an address, and he hands the note to the rich man, and he says, here, be at this address tonight, six o'clock sharp. And the guy says, that's great. Thank you so much. And the Baal Shem Tov says, oh, one more thing before you go. Um, you know, it's a prophet Elijah. You can't just show empty handed. So please, before you arrive at this house, Make sure that you come with, you know, a few loaves of bread and some chicken and some rice and, you know, a bunch of good things to eat, you know, just to show respect to the prophet Elijah. The rich man says, no problem at all. So that afternoon, he goes to the market, he buys all the best food he could find, some chicken and some bread and some vegetables, and he walks merrily towards the address the Baal Shem Tov had given him. But as he reaches the house, his heart sinks a little bit 
because the house is a complete hovel. It's just a broken-down little shack. And he thinks to himself, really, this is where I'm going to meet the prophet Elijah? But the famous Baal Shem Tov, this great famous rabbi, made a promise. So what could the rich guy do? He knocks on the door. And a woman opens up, and she is bedraggled. She is tired looking. She looks like she's never known a day of rest in her life. And all around her are children who look hungry and tired and emaciated. And the man walks in, puts all the food on the table, and everyone sits and waits. Then they decide to eat. They eat the dinner. They wait some more. And it's 7, and it's 7.30, and it's 8. And the prophet Elijah is nowhere to be seen. Finally, around 9 p.m., the rich man says, Good night. And he walks home feeling very disappointed. The very next morning, he marches right into the Baal Shem Tov's office. He says, look here, you gave me this address. I showed up. Elijah didn't. Was there some mistake? Were you pulling my leg? What's going on? And the Baal Shem Tov thinks about this for another minute or so and says, I'm very sorry. I think I gave you the wrong address. Here. And the Baal Shem Tov jots down another address and gives it to the rich man. And the rich man is about to leave. And the Baal Shem Tov reminds him, before you go, just, you know, make sure that when you meet the prophet Elijah, you know, just make sure to bring the chicken and the bread and the vegetables and the rice, etc. The rich man says, yeah, 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 I know the drill, no worries. So again, he goes to the market. Again, he buys the chicken and the bread and the vegetables. And again, he marches to what he hopes would be his chance to meet the prophet Elijah. And as he walks to the new address the Baal Shem Tov had given him, his heart sinks even lower than it did the day before. Because this neighborhood is even poorer than the one he'd visited the previous day. And the house where he's supposed to meet the Baal Shem Tov is even more dilapidated and broken down than the one he'd visited the prior evening. But he has nothing to lose, so he knocks on the door. And again, a woman opens up. And this one looks even more exhausted, even more emaciated, even more troubled, and has even more hungry-looking children than before. The man sits down. The food is on the table. They wait. It's 7, 7.30. They eat. It's 8, 8.30. Finally, he leaves and goes home. And on the morning of the third day, he storms into the Baal Shem Tov's office, furious, bangs his fist on the table and says, you have got to be messing with me. For two days in a row now, you have sent me on a wild goose chase. All I want is to meet the Baal Shem Tov. I'm a very rich and busy man. Don't toy with me. Tell me, can I or can I not meet the prophet Elijah? And the Baal Shem Tov smiles and says, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. Yes, I'm very sorry. Tonight, I guarantee it, you will meet the prophet. And he jots down a new address. And as the rich man is about to leave, the Baal Shem Tov once again says, just don't forget. And the rich man says, yeah, 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 I know. The chicken, the bread, the fruit. Okay. So for the third time in three days, the rich man goes to the market. And for the third time in three days, he buys chicken and bread and rice and fruit and vegetables. And for the third time in three days, he makes his way into some impoverished neighborhood. And the house, the address the Baal Shem Tov had given him leads to a house that is even more broken down 
than anything the rich man had ever seen. So the rich man stands there looking at this broken down shack and he thinks to himself, who am I kidding? The prophet Elijah is not going to show up in a place like this. The Baal Shem Tov is a hack. He never meant to introduce me to the prophet Elijah. He was pulling my leg all along. Come, I'm just going to go home and end this farce. And as he's about to leave, he hears a voice coming from inside the house. And it's the voice of a little girl. And she says, Mommy, I'm so hungry. And her mother says, Don't worry, my dear. The Baal Shem Tov promised that in just a few minutes, the prophet Elijah himself will knock on this door and deliver dinner. This has been Take One. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.